I think I look really pretty dead. You look gorgeous, Thank dead. you. Ooh. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddessings. Episode 95. <gasps> Woo! Or should we say... Boo! <laughs> I'm Sadie, the ghoul. And I'm Juliet, a burger babe. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and we created Goddess Hanks podcast <laughs> to make the world of mindset, manifestation, and magic more relatable and, and fun. fun. <laughs> and if you're not watching, we're giggling because we are in costume. Yes. So... It's October, bitches. Now, I just want to point out that Sadie, the the makeup is what makes this a costume. You would just wear this out and about. I would wear this outfit. <laughs> but I, I did my makeup like a dead girl. Very ghoulish. Um, I think I look really pretty dead. You look gorgeous Thank dead. Thank you. You know, having like gray skin <laughs> really makes my eyes pop. Mm, yes. I use a little green and purple mixed in with the, it's beautiful. the contour and... Your girl just looks good dead, so here we are. And I look good in an in and out uh, well, you can't say in and out the costume just said burger beauty. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, it's my little in and out girl costume, because I love in and out burger. That's what it. a hamburger's all, all about. about. Is that their a little song, yeah. I've never heard it before. <laughs> they don't play it often, but they do have a jingle. Is it like their radio ad or yeah. something? Okay. It's been around for a very long time. I never listened to the radio anymore. Oh, and you didn't and grow up on this coast. Yeah, so we didn't have it in and out. Anywho, we have a month of fun, spooky Halloween enjoyment for you yes. with a different costume every week. Every week, five costumes because there's five, five Mondays, Mondays in, in October. October. Can you believe it? I had to buy four other costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and mine are mostly going to be me dead in different outfits. I love it. I love it. Today we just went Halloween spirit. I've got my pumpkin sweater on and dead, but then there's going to get progressively different costumes, mm -hmm. but probably me dead most of the time. And I'm just going to find different ways to look adorable. <laughs> That's my vibe. <laughs> it's on brand for each of us. I love it. Yes. I love it. So before we dive in today, we have we have some some fun little multiple topics today, but what's new with you, Juliet? Oh my gosh. Well, we had the the most fun time. We did. That's the most exciting new thing with me. I wrote, we had so much fun on my oh. new with me. <laughs> so Sadie and I, um, well, last week we did two really fun things. The first mm -hmm. is that we went to the On Dawes hotel mm -hmm. right on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood where like all of those billboards and all the yeah. fun is. And we went up to the pool, the rooftop pool deck, mm -hmm. and we worked. Yeah. It was magical. We had lunch. We had the pina coladas. It was so good. The pina coladas were so good. I took a dip, then did some more work. I mean, it was mm -hmm. just the most magical, vibey day. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, this is this is the whole reason we chose yeah, this we're path. Like, this is like the we're doing point. this once or twice a month. Hello. <laughs> yes, it was so nice. So that was really fun. And it just felt so right. It mm -hmm. just felt so right. And I felt so grateful because I had always seen people with that ability to just right. work from anywhere, work from beautiful places. And 
you know, full transparency, I'm I'm working from my apartment most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> I have a desk, but I like to sit on the couch most yeah, of the time too. and work. Um, once in a while, go to the coffee shop near me. But yeah, like I'm like, yeah, but my my refrigerator's here, my bathroom's here. <laughs> but I, I got out of my comfort zone, and I yeah. loved it. We had so much. It fun. was so fun. And then a couple days later, we went to the historic, iconic Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. And we walked around. We went into so many designer, like, luxury stores. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how fun and magical Gucci was. Oh, it's my favorite brand. I don't own any Gucci. But it's like that's that's when when I'm on that when I'm at that level of just like don't have to think about if I want like a thousand dollar pair of shoes or something gucci is who will be getting my money i fucking love gucci they had one necklace there in particular that i was like ooh, it's like I whimsical it. mm-hmm. and a little crazy They're, like they have their like sort of classics but like they do a lot of like really colorful really funky stuff like yeah. that's what i'm all about yeah i was kind of blown away and it was so busy which was cool to see like mm-hmm. people just living that lifestyle and then um, we went into other stores as well, but the other one that stood out to me, which was one that you really loved, was mm-hmm. Philip Pline mm-hmm. that had this huge, like... There was two. Oh, yes, the, there were two. There, like, yeah, there was two. Go what ahead. are they, like, five foot tall yeah. by four foot wide? Huge. Huge bejeweled skeleton heads Mm -hmm. every pair of shoes every item in the store could not have been more glittered sparkled out yeah oh my gosh so and we made a friend there somebody who worked there we made a friend and (laughs) i just was oh and then this was the best part so we're like soaking in the luxury vibes we walk past tiffany the little cobblestone floors we sit by this fountain i felt like i was in italy Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was really fun i felt really abundant really um exciting and then we were hungry and i looked on the our phone we don't share if i looked on our phone phone. (laughs) looked on our phone (laughs) and i was like oh there's a cheesecake factory a block away (laughs) i was like oh so we had a really abundant yummy dinner at the cheesecake factory we cheers champagne i know we shared a slice of cheesecake very romantic very romantic very exciting so no i had the best time and it was so cute because you said something like like let's not talk about work i felt like we were a married couple you're like let's just not talk about work which is hard for me because well, we did we did a little bit and it's just a pitch. it's fun but it's funny because like Juliet and I see each other you know we record on Wednesday so we yeah. see each other every Wednesday and then if we have an event we see each other but like mm-hmm. we don't really just go hang out and like it not be like for work I know that know? changes today so yeah it was sort of this aha moment where it was like we gotta just do more stuff like this like meet on rodeo and go I shop and, and go to dinner and we can talk about work but like it not be like for work even the pool like that was the intention to like meet there and work you know which was fabulous oh my god I had so much fun but yeah it was just nice to like hang out as friends instead of like I mean we were still talking a little business but it was nice I my favorite thing about the pool rooftop day was obviously I had three sips of my drink and was just (laughs) on another level and I kept looking at you saying I'm so happy I know I'm so happy (laughs) it was 
yeah the vibes were immaculate on that rooftop yeah but the rodeo drive day was fun because we always talk about this in terms of like manifesting Mm -hmm. and activities you can do and like getting in the energy we didn't buy anything at any of these designer stores but we walked through and we enjoyed and we window shopped and we had a great time and then we like the bag that we left with at the end of the day was like my cheesecake cheesecake factory factory to go bag and i just thought what a perfect day yeah (laughs) what a perfect day and and it was also this beautiful energy of driving through the homes you know, the streets of Beverly Hills, going through these stores and just thinking, oh, I, I, this will absolutely be normal for me one day. Like mm-hmm. I'm not feeling resentment towards it or limitation towards it. And, and I didn't spend a dime, but I, but just to get in the energy and to feel it was um, a really amazing practice. And it helped me sort of normalize it a yeah bit. the f- when I first went there like not that long ago and I talked about it on the pod but like with Craig's family mm-hmm. I felt like like I wasn't allowed to touch anything I kind of felt nervous mm. and this time it was already a big difference where it's yeah. like you know I felt a little bit more like okay I can I can be here I'm allowed to be here I felt a little bit more like this could be me and my element. So mm-hmm. it's that's why it, it is important. Like if you want a certain level of wealth and abundance in your life, like you so deserve that. But if it's something that like you don't feel comfortable in, it's hard to mm-hmm. manifest. So it is like a really powerful thing to like go put yourself in a designer store or walking through yeah. the, the 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 you know dream neighborhood as though you live there and do these things where like it might feel a little funky at first you might feel like a like an outsider but like that's that's important to like kind of bump up against that and go like no no I can I can feel like I belong here I can feel like I'm allowed to be here and you know this this time when we went we did talk to salespeople and we did I did pick up a few things uh-huh. and I really try to just hold myself like they yeah they think I can buy things here I like the first oh God, time I felt like so nice very attentive to us. to us do you need anything do you girls need anything yeah so I was like we were not ignored in a single store no it was really nice so yeah I felt it's we're getting there it felt more normalized yeah yeah it was fun. I had a great time um what else I you know I didn't write anything down I just have been Having, we were busy doing we were busy having fun celebrating oh i did a really um amazing card reading for myself which mm, yeah. i'm doing re- i do readings for so many other people we do readings for so many other people and it's kind of a rare moment when i sit down and do it for myself and i actually re- like recorded this five minute voice message that i was going to send to you and i was like i i she doesn't need to hear this <laughs> I'll tell you now. (laughs) So um, I was shuffling the cards, and I think maybe if you're listening, like this will resonate with you. We're all like aspirational. We have ambitions. We have things we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling a little frustrated, like, oh, but I want to be at this level. I want Mm -hmm. to figure. And I've I've been saying the sentence, I just want to figure it out. I don't know why I can't figure it out. Which if you're watching us, you're like, what are you talking about? Like, you girls have figured something. (laughs) But anyways, um, this voice came into my head clear as day and was like, stop saying that. You have figured it out. Mm -hmm. And as that happened, this card flew out that literally the message on the card says you're already doing it. Stop overthinking. (laughs) The next card said play and celebrate. And it was like a little goddess in a martini glass. I love that. And then the third card said, just trust your path. Like there's no need to Mm -hmm. doubt anything. There's no need to rush anything. Like just 
move as if you know you're going to succeed and we and we talk about this and yet we're both still <laughs> human and run into things right yeah so that was very illuminating and then the other message i got separate from this card reading was that i need to let myself get carried away in like a fantasy because mm. every spare moment of the day i'm listening to business podcasts mm-hmm. i'm watching trainings like i'm obsessed and this nudge was like, no, you need to like either read an erotic book or just do something. And so I started watching Bridgerton. Oh, fun. Wow. <laughs> Have you watched no. it? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like if you like period pieces, but they the music they play, it's like all classical, but it's modern music. So they'll be playing like Billie Eilish on violin. I know I'm so late and this show oh. came out like a year ago. But there's like romance and tension and sexy stuff happening and gossip and ooh, ooh. and I, I watched like two and a half episodes last night. I got wow. so carried away. It was so fun. And I just feel revived today. So that's what's new with me. What's new with you? <laughs> that's important to you. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, read a regular book. I have my, that's why I have my Stephen King books for. That's mm-hmm. my break from, but you know, it's like, I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with it. But sometimes you do, do need to just like stop learning and, and trying to like grow <laughs> and yeah. be better. It's all, it's great to want that for yourself. But sometimes you just got to like, just let it go and just Mm -hmm. have some fun play celebrate watch something a little steamy those were my (laughs) directions this week (laughs) let's see well we had so much fun on the weho rooftop pool in rodeo drive that was one of my things Mm -hmm. um i also went to a really fun art fair on sunday uh with craig one of our friends it's like one of his best friends girlfriends that we've known for a long time now um she she had a a booth there and it was so cool to to see her and then there was a couple comedians too that were like also painters and had art there so we knew like a couple people oh that's amazing and i had been craving for a while to like go to like the art museum or you know do something like this so it was really really fun and then we went out on a little date afterwards to a Mexican restaurant that he used to go to when he was a kid and it was just like such a lovely like we had Thursday at the pool and then we had Saturday Rodeo and then Sunday I had this day with Craig and it was just like I'm not typically leaving the house that much Mm -hmm. like so it was like a lot and it was busy and I was like kind of like tired after it all but it was like so fun like I I used to have a packed social calendar not so much anymore which I prefer I like like I prefer that I think but it's fun to have weekends now and then or weeks now and then where you're like moving a lot and doing lots of stuff and Mm -hmm. putting on cute outfits for different things you know I love getting dressed up and all that so it was so fun um and then I also just wanted to say that I have just been feeling very psychic lately you, I, you know what? I meant to tell you that because we did our live readings yesterday mm-hmm. and I thought, dang, Sadie is like spot on over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. So I felt super disconnected for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I stopped doing readings because I just didn't feel good. I, I felt disconnected and I have some theories about that. But um, I over the summer I told Juliet this like I kept getting these nudges where it was like it's time to start doing readings again this is really important like this you, mm-hmm. you need to start doing readings again and I still don't know why for sure but I was 
trying to listen and but I just still wasn't feeling confident I was like I, I was really psychic you know I, I've done it I've and, and and you know a strong medium like I I've done tons of readings totally connected spot on but I just lost that confidence I felt disconnected I felt like I wasn't doing it anymore so I just really like I really got my act together with my meditation practice mm. and really focused on my my strongest Claire is clairvoyance, seeing with my mind's eye, and also clairaudience is very strong too. So I was like, okay, like one, I wasn't meditating every day anymore. Like I was like a couple times a week, but like not really taking it seriously, not and just sort of like kind of half-assing it. And so I really like got serious about that and so every morning it's the first thing I do I don't think about anything else I set my 13 minute timer and I really focus on visualization and 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 uh hearing like in my mind Mm -hmm. um so I go to this this place this room I have in my mind's eye and there's a fireplace there and I feel the heat and I hear Mm. the crackling fireplace and then there's this bookshelf and I take a book off the shelf and I open it and I go to where I need to go that day and I see what happens so I I, I go to the I sink into this place and um so yeah I just started opening up again and I feel so connected and so confident and I and I would say in every meditation every single day like I'm ready to feel confident I'm ready to be open I'm ready to connect I'm ready to see for others um and yeah I mean it took about a month and and then I'm back baby she's back baby psychic as fuck again and it feels really fun and really good and then I've been doing readings again and they a while ago like last year they started to feel very draining and I and I didn't like doing them my, my confidence was waiting um, but now when I do one like I feel really excited when I see that order and I have so much fun doing it and it, I'm just like I'm like it feels really good to be back I'm having a ball like it's like so mm-hmm. fun again so that's something that's new that's exciting and then it was yeah it was very fun on the live like I was getting so much stuff spot on and I was like oh my god this is so fun and cool and related to that, okay, so I'm not going to say, I'll tell you later, but I'm not going to say who, but Craig is going to have a guest on his podcast who is an iconic witch um, from our childhood from a show. Oh my gosh. And so they will be coming here and Craig told this person that she's, he was like, oh, my girlfriend's a witch. Like, she'll give you a reading. I'm going to take a picture with this person. <laughs> Um, and I got really like nervous at first and I was like that's a lot of pressure and then I was like Sadie she's not actually a witch she played a witch on TV (laughs) I'll tell you later okay because I just in case it doesn't if something doesn't work out I don't want to say it and Mm -hmm. whatever I'll obviously tell everyone once it happens but I'm very excited for that too Oh my gosh! So I'm excited I'm like that I'm back. Head, I'm like and confident. Like three I can think of, but okay. In my in my abilities because I have a chance to read for, for an iconic witch. Ooh. So that's going to be exciting. I don't know when one that's iconic happen. witch meets another. That, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what's new with me. Feeling psychic again. Feeling good. Having fun. I love it. <laughs> Today, when this airs will be day one of Activate mm-hmm. Your Magic. Oh my gosh, yes. Congratulations so, yeah. to everyone who has enrolled. We're so excited to be on this journey with you. We're so excited. Thank you for trusting us. We're just, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and also this month, we are announcing 
a really exclusive, one-of-a-kind, amazing way to spend the whole weekend with us. So does that make your ears perk up? Oh, oh, oh. Perking up like a little werewolf. What was that? (laughs) What was that? So we have... We have taken our Patreon exclusive retreat and we're opening it up to all of our listeners for the month Mm -hmm. of October. There is a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. to book a spot. You have until Halloween night. Yes. So you have the whole month. And I'm sure you're going to see details on our page. We're going to drop a link in the show notes. But in January, January 6th through the 9th, Mm -hmm. we are spending three magical nights together Mm -hmm. at a villa, a true villa in San Diego. We're going to do a fun dress up night. We're Mm -hmm. gonna do champagne toast. We're going to do spells and rituals. We're gonna have movement workshops. It's going to be the most amazing witchy weekend. And if you have seen videos of our past retreat from Mm -hmm. June in Wisconsin, everybody literally says it was the best weekend of their life. Some of these people have been married and have children. Yet, (laughs) it was was the best weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the best weekend of our lives, too. Truly. So I just want to let you know, maybe we'll get more in detail next week. We can, like, throw up some pictures and do a whole thing. But if you're interested, please DM us. Mm -hmm. Let's get you on this trip. It's going to be so magical, so fun. This place has a swim-up bar, a water slide, fire goblets. It looks like the set of Love Island. Yeah, that's why we chose it. That's and why I wanted it. It has a tennis court in this whole grassy area and the the home is so big. You can get a bunk bed and a shared room all the way up to your own private suite. We have mm-hmm. those options available. And come on a goddess retreat with us. Come on a witchy weekend. It's going to be amazing. And the theme is bringing in an abundant new year. Yes. What better place than a luxurious villa? It's going to be such a vibe. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. So if you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But what if I'm not in the pit? What if I've never talked to you ever? It doesn't matter. Message us. Let's get you in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Take the leap. Let's all go on a trip together. It'll be so much fun. It'll be so much fun. And that's in San Diego. San Diego in January. Yay! So excited. Okay, so we were, okay, what we wanted to chat about today was we were going to share a couple just like fun Halloween stories that we have, and then we're going to talk about how we like to do our readings, because we know that we have lots of new Mm -hmm. listeners, we have lots of people that are new to witchcraft, new to their oracle or tarot cards, so we thought, and and we like to do things a little bit differently, so Mm -hmm. part of that is just listening to your intuition and what feels good to you, Um, we thought it would be fun to just go step by step how we like to get in the energy and set ourselves up for a successful reading. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I think we get asked that sometimes, like, why do yeah. you shuffle that way? Or how do mm-hmm. you pick the cards? And we'll get into all of that. Yeah. So what are some of your fun Halloween stories? So, okay, I wrote them all down and then I left the paper at home. But I wanted <laughs> to ask you, do you know what the first costume you were ever put in was? So we were born summer 1991, mm. October 91. What were you dressed as? I don't know, but I have my favorite picture of my mom and dad and me is when I'm a little tiny baby and um, they're both dressed as vampires and Aww. like I have little lipstick marks on both my cheeks from them kissing me and I'm not in costume, but I think that would have been 
it must have been my first Halloween. Okay, like so a like vampire kind of thing. Yeah. So I wasn't dressed in anything, but it's really funny because my mom has like beautiful, like regular makeup on, just like darker than usual. And then my dad's in full like white face paint <laughs> and like and like black, you know, like sunken in cheeks and stuff. And so like they didn't go the same route with their vampire. <laughs> but they're they're vampires. And I lo- I've seen that picture. Yeah, it's my favorite that. picture. So that checks out because my first costume was a little baby bunny. Oh, I was a little bunny. That's so cute. <laughs> so I wanted to ask that. Um, I was writing down some of my most memorable what i couldn't believe was how much i couldn't remember yeah i was like i've had 30 halloweens and i can remember (laughs) like maybe six of them um i remember being four years old and the costume that i begged for and i i combed through google last night i could not find a picture of it because i wanted to say take a look here maybe you'll remember this or i can try to dig through photos and find it at my house but I wanted to wear this Polly Pocket costume. Mm. And you think, oh, a Polly Pocket, like probably a cute little skirt mm-hmm. and like a little scrunchie. No. This was a plastic smock that they had just printed like the shape of a dress on. <laughs> and the most terrifying looking mask you've ever seen in your life. Terrifying. Oh my God. And I loved it. <laughs> I wore that so proudly in the parade. Oh, you got it. You oh, got yeah. it. Dude, oh, yeah. Polly Pockets were the shit. I loved Polly Pockets. Oh, my God. They were so little. I don't know how many babies have choked on a Polly Pocket. I was going to say, I loved chewing. I would always chew on the little outfits. Yeah. I always would. I would hide under the table and I would eat not a lot of Play-Doh, but a little bit. Because it was salty. <laughs> yeah, it tasted good. Yeah, I nibbled good. on it, too. I liked good. the smell. Yeah. You know, you're like, I wonder. I wonder. Oh my god, maybe one day we'll make our own Play-Doh. I used to do it when I would nanny. And then we'll go under the table and nibble on it. You can. <laughs> it's like flour and Vlog and coming Kool-Aid. soon. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that one gets more views than anything else. <laughs> we have to do it like hidden get like like we don't realize we're being watched eating it. We're like, <gasps> oh no. Oh no. Uh, that would be spooky. <laughs> so, okay, Polly Pocket came to mind. One year I was a black cat. I made my mom take me to Petco so I could buy a collar. Oh, a real a real cat collar. Yeah, I guess it was for a dog. Dog. But and then Hilarious. my American You were like I want an authentic animal collar. I did. It was purple. And then my American Girl doll Kirsten had the matching outfit. And we did a photo shoot. Do we have these photos? I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, I did. I already texted my dad because I thought it would be fun for Instagram <laughs> to do cute pictures of us from Halloween past. Hopefully, he does it. So I remember that one year I was Dorothy and I put a little stuffed animal dog in a basket. That's cute. Um, and then I, the rest of my childhood, no recollection of costumes. Yeah, not a single one. I can't remember. Um, I have this one memory of my parents hosting a Halloween party and doing the bobbing for apples, and I could not. I couldn't get the apple. I've never bobbed for apples. It's not fun. I'll I'm, tell you what. Yeah, well, you know, I always, like, thought about this. It's like, if you're an adult woman or a person <laughs> that wears makeup mm-hmm. going to a party and you bob for apples, like, you're fucking up No, all you that have hard to. Work. I remember I would, you dunk your whole head in and then, hang, 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 and you just could and then, of course, yeah, my uncle got yeah, it. Yeah, so you're, like, messing up your whole look. You know, if you're a kid and you're not wearing any makeup or whatever, but but I remember that. And then um, 
And then my memories jump all the way to my early 20s. <laughs> and I had this one memory in particular where I went to, so I was probably 20, 24 or 25 and my really, really close friend at the time was five years younger than me. Uh-huh. So she was 19 or 20 and we couldn't obviously get into like a, a bar. So we went to this, there's a club um, I think it's right on Hollywood and Highland. I don't know if it's still there, but it was called Club Deviate. Oh! For, and Kiss FM, the radio station, would like be there. It was a whole thing. And they'd let you in if you were over 18. Mm. So obviously, the majority of people there were 18 to 20. Yeah. So yeah, we right. went, because I was like, come on, like clubbing is so fun. Let's go. Because I do like it once in a blue moon. And so she's like, I don't know. Like, it's really not my, my vibe. I'm like, no, we're going to have the best time. So we get in and it's becoming very, and I was very single at this time. And it's becoming increasingly obvious to me that everybody here is 18 years old. Yeah. Like every single, half the crowd had braces. Like, I kid you not. Um, well, you know, like, the 20-year-olds are probably at a house party drinking. And the 21-year-olds you know, are somewhere at else. At a bar, yeah. But I wanted to go out. I wanted to bring her. So it's all these young kids. But I'm like, whatever. I'm having fun. At one point, this group of guys with braces is like, come take a photo with us. So somewhere, somebody has photo booth pictures of me and my friend <laughs> in a photo booth with them. And then we said, goodbye. And we left. <laughs> and then at one point... This was still the, I would say, the the time when, and maybe it hasn't ended, where a man could just go up to a woman and just start aggressively grinding on her. Yeah. Right? Do, do people still do, do people that? Do people still who, do who that? Who goes out and is that still a thing? Last Halloween, somebody sort of approached me slowly. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And then Victor's like, this, no, because he was about to make out with me and Victor pulled me away. My, I was like, no, he wasn't. Me he and my, friend, was. my friend's favorite joke when we go out, I mean, my friends, I mean, me and Haley mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we pretend, you know, like we, we do, we pretend like we're grinding on somebody and then we go like this. Is she hot? Is she hot? Because we saw a guy do that once at a bar where, like, because these guys, they don't know what you look like from the front. They're like, someone without a man behind them. Mm -hmm. Let me go fill that space. And Mm -hmm. so that's our joke where we're like, we're like pretending and we go, is she hot? Is she hot? So I had these these guys out here wilded. So, so I was with my friend trying to prove to her that this was a fun thing to do. And it's just like everything that could have gone weird went weird. And at one point (laughs) we're dancing and I, all of a sudden somebody grabs me and I look behind me and again no shade towards short men I've dated short kings I love short men but this was a very short man in a full-on scream costume just going at it behind me and my <laughs> friend looked so horrified and I was like oh it's okay but I was oh, like, oh it's okay I'm like, no this is what people do it's fine but he he had like such a he had a boner going on it was like I I've, I who are you and then I was like okay go away now Ew. and then finally I said let's just make our way onto the stage because then at least nobody can touch yeah. us so then me her and like five other women were just dancing on the stage um, and I felt very safe up there. So I thought that was funny. And then last year, I had a great time. Yumi, Irene, Victor, and a couple other friends went out. And I had... Well, the, the funny thing about last year was the way they described this event... Yeah. ...was like, join us on the rooftop. Ghoulish decorations abound. Like, it was, it, it was such brilliant marketing. We get there, they're like, oh, no, it's going to be inside. Yeah. And they put up, like 
an inflatable goblin and yeah. like three spider webs. It was so bad. But we had fun. But it was still fun. And I'll see if anything else comes to me, but I, I'm I'm dying. I'm sure you have way better stories. Way better. I was trying to remember too. I mean, some of them a lot of them I just like partied a lot, I guess. <laughs> I wrote down some of my notable costumes. Ooh, okay, let's hear them. Well, I think I've already talked about this before, but like when I was little, I was very calculated. Like every other Halloween, I was a witch. Yes. And then in between ones, I would experiment with different things. Um, typically still creepy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a, me and my brother took turns with this mask that had this little pump and it would make blood gush down it. Ooh. <laughs> that one was fun. Um, but I was I was remembering my little witch costume. I had this crazy wig that was like this ratty long black hair and it had like a white streak in it and I loved that wig and I would get it out every year and put it on and then I had the, this like shredded black dress and, and then I would ask my mom to like yeah put the warts on me and stuff um so i liked being a scary witch when i was little which is funny because i was obsessed with harry potter and never once did i care about dressing up as like hermione or something i was like no no that was your everyday look yeah i was like i want to dress as yeah scary witch my alter ego um but yeah so this is funny too like i've always been so into halloween so passionate about it love it so much But even to this day, like, I'm, like, so not into the, like, being scared part. Same. (laughs) Like, I'm such a scaredy cat. I I don't like haunted houses. Nope. Like, I love a corn maze if it's not one that's going to scare you, right? Like, it's just just a fun time. Um, Like, haunted hayrides, nothing. I don't want to go somewhere where people are going to scare me and jump out at me. I don't like being startled. Um, and like when I was little, there was this one house in our neighborhood that had the best stuff. They would give you and it was it, like a, like I can remember like you'd go around and then there was like one street that had like bigger houses, you know? So it was like people would get bigger stuff. So this one house always had fully decked out a long driveway. So it was like going through a haunted house to walk down this driveway. Really loud, scary music, stuff that moved, you know, it was really scary. And but but I knew at the end of this driveway there was not only a full-size candy bar but also a little toy. You would get both from this house. It was pretty sick. Oh my sick. goodness. But every year I would argue with my mom. <laughs> I'd be like I'm too scared to go down there. Could could you just go down there and say that I'm here and that I was too scared? <laughs> and then she'd argue with me and she'd be like, Sadie, you're going to be more scared if you stand at the end of this driveway by yourself. And then I'd be like, damn it, you're right. Yeah. So every year I would just like, I would just be like huddled at my mo- and my mom. And my, my little brother's just walking ahead of me. Don't <laughs> give a fuck. Just like, do-do-do-do-do. Because it's totally bad. There's not like things like coming into the driveway. But I just was like so scared of this house, but like knew that there was such a prize at the end of it um and then one time (laughs) this is funny one time so my birthday is august 29th Mm -hmm. but i wanted to have a a halloween birthday but not just like a halloween birthday themed party like i wanted to have it at like uh this place that would do like uh, a whole like halloween setup like the corn maze and the haunted hayride and a haunted house. <laughs> I wanted to have my birthday party there, but of course it wasn't till October. So I delayed my party for two months. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, no mom, this is what I want. And she was like, 
everyone's gonna you know i'm like a kid and she's got to give invitations out i think i was in like second grade or something she's like everyone's gonna think this doesn't make sense and it's so weird but she's like whatever it's your birthday okay so um i have all my friends come to this haunted farm you know it was like at some farm and i'm so excited and um so there's a haunted like it's a barn but there's like a haunted house you go through and then there's also a haunted hayride right these are the two big events of the night and I'm very excited for it. Never been to one before. Go through the haunted house once. I mean, this might have been where anxiety started for me. Hated it. Yeah. Did not like it. No. Biggest regret of my life. I I was <laughs> I don't know why I didn't know better. I just thought I was like I remember this thought in my head like, Sadie, you're in second grade now. <laughs> you can handle this. <laughs> nope. Um and everyone else loved it. And they, like, went in multiple times. I, I wouldn't go on the hayride because I heard something chases the tractor, like, runs out of the woods and chases the tractor. Oh. So I was like, no. So literally, like, uh, everyone at the party kept going to these two things because you could just keep going. And I just sat in my little party room by myself a lot of the time. And I still had, I was still thrilled with my choice. <laughs> but it was all decorated for Halloween and stuff. But it was so funny. I was just like, and that's the only time I've ever gone in a haunted house. Never. I don't think I've ever even gone in. Because I know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's not enjoyable Because I know I'm going to hate it. I hate it. Everyone, you know, love and Halloween, big part of my personality, I will say. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, so you like love haunted houses? I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) But in one. No, why would you think that? (laughs) When I was in college, my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, like, let's go to this haunted house. And I was like, oh, no way. And he got so offended and mad at me. This should have been the sign that this I was, was a like, toxic. Not a good boyfriend. But he was like, he was like, we do all the things you want to do, and you can't go to a haunted house. And I was like, I, this is a hard boundary for me. I'm right. not going to do the you goddamn want me to have haunted a house. Panic attack. <laughs> this isn't like I'm not going to sit with you while you uh, eat ice cream. So um, that was funny. But I think like looking back, because I was such a scared kid, like all of the time, I was scared of the dark. I was scared of being by myself at mm-hmm. home. I think this was connected to like being maybe being psychic and like just like feeling energies and being in tune with things and not that there was like negative or evil stuff just being freaked out that I because I always felt like there was stuff and I just was like oh I'm just just scaredy cat you know Mm -hmm. but I'm like I think that's the connection there looking back on being a kid and like I was just always scared unless I was like in a room with my parents. I was, I was like, or like with people. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like being home alone or anything. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that's connected. Um, okay. So some of my favorite costumes, I don't really remember other costumes from when I was a kid. I just loved being a witch mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have one that was like a Nala costume and it had this big cut out thing that looked like her face that you put around your face i can picture it and it had a, and i liked the little tail mm-hmm. and i was sad when i grew out of that um but my favorite so as an adult some of my favorite costumes um me and aforementioned ex one of my best costumes we were hansel and Derek zoolander obviously i was hansel with my hair okay and i like i did such a good job i did makeup on my nose to look like owen wilson's funny nose and i did his makeup for um Derek zoolander and like i like i thrifted like the perfect outfit like we and we went out in chicago and everyone stopped us and it was just like holy shit this is the best thing ever and i was like it was just like my natural hair wave and like 
that was one of my favorite costumes was Hansel Zoolander. Um, I also was Thor one year. That was really fun. <laughs> I got a, a little boy's costume and it fit me. I got like a boy's extra large. It had a, a teeny tiny cape that was really small and a Thor's hammer. Cute. Um, I was Cruella and my friends were like Dalmatians one year because my hair just like regularly was like half black and half blonde. That's just the style my hair was for a couple years. So I was Cruella. That was one of my favorites. And then now my go-to is a zombie. I love being a zombie. That's my mm. new witch. Like I was always a witch when I was little. Love or like a vampire ghost type thing. I just like I mentioned at the beginning. I love how I love doing that. Um, and then this is one of this is one of my crazier stories, which I don't know if I told this story already too. Hmm. But at a zombie bar crawl one year, did I tell this story? I think so. I <laughs> completely fucked up my leg. <laughs> Your leg? My leg. Oh no, I don't know if I know this one. Okay, so this is when I like moved back home for a year um, after everything with my mom. And so there's a zombie bar crawl, which is so fun, like when everyone's like a zombie and you're in a group. And I don't know if anyone out there does bar crawls, but there's just something about being in that group energy, like. And mm -hmm. especially when you're dressed up, like things go crazy. I did SantaCon last year. So fun. I love it. I love a good bar crawl. And um, so I'm out with like a, like a group of friends, you know, and we're hopping a couple different places. And I, I like lose the friend I'm close with, like, like closest with and got ready with and everything for a while. But like, it's fine because I'm in my hometown. Like I know everybody. And then I'm like very drunk at this point, And I see her from like across elixirs is the club and um i see her and she's up on a little box thing like a little stage thing and so i'm like jenna <laughs> and i start running and i'm gonna hop up on this box which is probably about as high as this chair uh -oh. and my i get one foot on it but i don't get it it just slips right off and i all my weight comes down on one shin ow and in the and my first reaction was like this hurts so bad I'm gonna throw up and I was just like oh but I was really drunk so like within a few seconds I'm like I'm fine and I just like keep going whatever and then, <laughs> then we're outside and a little bit later smoking a cigarette and um, we're in a group of people and someone goes Sadie oh my god are you okay because I. <laughs> <laughs> like a softball goose egg on my shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit. Ow. I I didn't feel it. I mean it was also like cold too. Like it was cold outside. Just perfect conditions. And I and I'm like, I'm like, oh I'm like, it doesn't even hurt. I'm like, watch. And I'm like hopping on one leg and this one guy's like, I'm a paramedic, please don't do that. <laughs> It's like, do not hop on one leg. He's like, you should you should sit down and elevate your leg. I'm like, no, I'm fine. So I just go the rest of the night. Because I'm wearing like, I'm like wearing like tights like these too. So you can like really see it. Because I was wearing like oh, shorts no. and tights as like my bottom outfit. The tights were all ripped up. So I, I, you know, finish my night partying, whatever, go to bed, wake up in the morning. And I, I didn't remember that this happened, right? And I step out of bed and I just immediately collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a limp for a while. Um, all of that goose egg swelling went down into my ankle. So it looked like my ankle was fucked up, but it was my shin that hurt. And then I was, <laughs> this is something always would happen before I'd go visit my friends in Atlanta. This is when 
my two um, childhood besties lived in Atlanta and like the following week I was supposed to, or I I was, I did go fly to visit them um, for Halloween weekend because I think the zombie bar crawl was the weekend before and um, and my, le- my leg's still like swollen and painful so I like go to the doctor and I'm like, can you, I, can you just double check that my shin's okay? Like it's not cracked or something because I'm like hobbling around. So she's like, it's fine. Just wrap it with an ace bandage for the swelling when you fly, whatever. And then I get to the airport and I'm limping around and like, they're like, do you need a wheelchair? Do you need someone to escort you? And I'm just so embarrassed. Oh, and the doctor was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, oh, you know, I was at the gym doing a box jump. And she's like, oh, I've seen this before. You're like, well, it technically was a jump onto It was a, a box, box jump. But not where you think, not where I said it was. Um, but then that whole weekend, like, you know, we were, like, going out and stuff. So I would ace bandage my foot. And, like, this is the second time this happened to me with this group of friends. But, like, every night I'd come home and, like, undo my bandage. And my foot just was, like, huge and, like, disgusting. It looked like a monster foot. And it was just... Oh, no. It was uh, quite the saga. And that wasn't the first time that happened. <laughs> It was a shin smash. They did the match. I've never, like, broken anything, but I have had a number of drunk-related injuries. I was quite the party girl back in the day. Um, So, yeah, that's that's probably my funniest Halloween story. I love that. The goose egg. I just was... Okay, so speaking of geese eggs... Yeah. I actually... As you were telling the story, I had this memory, and this is not related to Halloween, but do you remember that movie Fly Away Home? It probably came out when we were four. Mm-mm. Anyways, I went to see this movie. It's about this little girl who, um, you know, uh, incubates all these eggs and then uh, teaches the, the geese how to fly, and it's a whole thing. Mm. Anyways, um, I remember coming home from that movie and seeing eggs in our refrigerator, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like there's a baby bird in there and so I remember taking an egg and like wrapping it in a blanket and putting it by my nightlight and my mom was trying I remember vividly her being like honey it's not gonna hatch it's not that kind of egg and I was like it's an egg and she goes okay <laughs> she just <laughs> let me try. and I think after a few days she's like honey it's it's gonna start smelling like we need to throw it out an egg is an egg mom I was like let me just try and I remember her being like eh, whatever fine um I remembered that I was remembering that every year for I don't know 30 years 40 years my grandma Beavy wore the same pumpkin costume that's so cute. With the little uh, green vines on her head. Oh. Until they were, until she was, she could not even move and they were wheeling her around. They put this pumpkin costume on her. That's so precious. They, they, they should have buried her in it. But um, Bury me in a Halloween costume. When they, when they want to do my open face casket and they're like, you're going to try to make me look alive, you know, with the makeup, say, no, no. Just, She'd want to look dead. Yeah, just. <laughs> Throw some purple lipstick on it. Just kidding. I'm getting cremated, but... Yeah, um. same. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, BB was always a pumpkin. That was tradition. And then I think I've mentioned this every year since I was, I don't know, seven. My dad has worn the same wizard costume. Oh, my God. I love that. Every year he's a wizard passing out candy. I feel like he's got wizard energy. Haven't met him yet, but... Uh, Definite. I get wizard wizard. energy. Definite wizard. (laughs) So I, I was remembering that. And then I was remembering, so does anybody get those TikToks that it's like nostalgic um, 
like Halloween parties, Christmas parties mm. from when you were in school. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I was remembering. I mean, no, I haven't seen a TikTok <gasps> like this. I'm just saying I understand what you're meaning. Oh my God. I have to just show you. It like fills my body with warmth. Oh. And I was remembering we would do this thing where we would take toilet paper and we would like wrap up like kids or the teachers as mummies. Oh, and yeah. You'd eat like the soft orange sugar cookies and mm-hmm. there'd be a Halloween movie. Everybody had their costume and you'd pass out candy to everybody. Party days so in fun. school were so fun. And then I got to work at different schools during Halloween mm. and that was so fun. The parades and the parties and I just loved it. Oh, and then I was remembering, here's an odd costume I had a couple years ago, four years ago, I don't know. I decided to dress up as the, the woman on the Herbal Essences shampoo bottle. Oh. That was my costume. I don't, does she have leaves she on just, or something? Yeah, she's just, I really just put together something in my closet and I went to my mom and I was like, what does this look like to you? <laughs> like, can I just, someone's going to That's ask. what my costumes always are, is just like, I mean, I'll, I'll go like thrift or buy pieces from wherever but I like to just sort of like figure like I like the creativity of like putting the puzzle together like what if I put this with this and it looks Mm -hmm. like this you know it's it's part of the fun I think I have to find the Christmas TikTok specifically because the song in the background is have yourself a merry little Christmas and it shows like the classrooms in the 90s and like I don't know why well I kind of know why but Christmas really makes me cry. I cry all Christmas season, like every day. That's how I felt about my birthday for so many years. Until like five mm. years ago, I hated it. I don't hate Christmas. I love it. But like like last year, oh my God, I had the best Christmas season because I went to New York. Remember for the first time, mm-hmm. if you were here listening, that was always my dream to go to New York for Christmas time. I saw that Rockefeller tree bawling. Oh. I saw the lights on, um, right next to it, on... um. Not Macy's. Uh, what's the store? Saks. Mm. The famous light show. Bawling, crying. Walked through the famous neighborhood that has all the lights. Crying. We can go drive here and look at all the Christmas lights. Crying. I just... There's something about Christmas. Like, we all, like... I don't know. Like, like the way... I mean, people decorate for Halloween and stuff, too. And it brings me so much joy. But the way that, like... Especially these neighborhoods you drive through or the city putting up giant trees or like it's it's the sense of like we're just like doing stuff for each other because we want to because it's of the christmas spirit i don't know the energy is just so sweet i get emotional and loving and you know i yeah like people really try stores really try like everyone really tries oh i started crying because my little city puts um little bags over all of the parking meters and says parking's on us merry christmas for the whole month of december stop (laughs) it started crying (laughs) so cute oh my gosh that one time this is sort of related sort of not when the waiters uh, when the servers at the restaurants still had to wear a face shield and a face mask Mm. when you ate out with the pandemic and everything this one time it just got me and I was like they're working so hard (laughs) and my friends were like Juliet it's okay (laughs) I was like no but they're really working it's such a scary time and look at they have the masks and but oh my god no Christmas does it for me too it like it it sparks something 
from being, I mean, if you were, you know, lucky enough to have positive holidays growing up, like mm-hmm. it sparks that again. Yeah. And you feel like you're back there. Yeah. Oh. I love it. It's but we're not there time. yet. We're in Halloween town. Halloween. Although this Christmas, I can bring my ukulele or my guitar. Maybe every week in Christmas, we'll sing a carol together. Wouldn't that be cute? Oh, my God. Wouldn't and we'll put so the cute? lyrics on the screen so everyone can <gasps> sing along with yes. us. <laughs> and sing along with Goddess Sings. <laughs> I love That just came to me. We're doing more fun stuff this year. We're going to do Sing Along with Goddess Hangs. Mm-hmm. It was just decided. And we're doing something really fun and creative this month as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm not going to say what it is yet. Because... I don't remember. Oh. Which one? We're doing a lot of stuff. We're going to collaborate with somebody to make something. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, which one? Which thing? Which one? Yeah. We're so, doing lots of fun stuff. We're going to just be little pop stars the rest of the year. That's the and vibe. The rest of our lives. That's the vibe. I have makeup in my eye. Do you have any other Halloween mems? Just loving Halloween, man. <laughs> I just... I, like... I never, like... I never feel more like me than around Halloween. Mm. My home feels the best during Halloween. I love my Christmas decorations too, but I just love, it's just a warm, cozy time. The season's changing. I <laughs> wish it was getting cooler here. I am sweating right now. It mm. is hot today, but I was like, I'm wearing the fucking sweater. No, the it looks great. It's amazing. Um, I wish there was a chill in the air. Maybe there will be in October. Um, I don't know. I just and and what's really exciting or fun as from a witch perspective or a spiritual perspective is that when we move towards Halloween, mm-hmm. um, the veil is thinning, which is yeah. sort of that boundary between us and the spirit world. So you might find yourself feeling more in tune with your spirit team or your ancestors. You know, um, my mom's birthday is actually right after Halloween. So mm. it's her, her birthday is November 4th. And if you're new around here, my um, my mama is in spirit. She passed away in 2015. So it always, like now for me, is also very spiritual. And I love the um, Halloween aspect, not only for the spooky and the fun. And, the, you know, I watched 31 Halloween movies. And it's such a fun activity to pick out those movies and decorate and and dress spooky and get dressed up and all those things but the spiritual aspect feels so good too of just like Mm -hmm. just yeah like feeling more connected and um oh I forgot one thing that's new with me is that I'm going to be doing a big purge Oh, the week right. leading up to Halloween. And at first I was like, I don't know, that's like my favorite weekend, my favorite holiday. Like the candy. Purging. Um, because it's gonna be like an a gnarly one, an intense one. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Like he's asking me if I can do it this week. I feel like this is like divinely timed. It's like I'm purging. And he even said, Dr. J. He even said he, because Craig said something like, "Are you sure about Halloween?" And and I said, It'll, "It's going to be a spiritual experience." And Doctor J-, J said, "That's right. You can purge for not only you but your ancestors too. Like you can purge, like stuff for your lineage." What are you going to so, eat or not eat? Um. So basically, what happens? My lash keeps is I have. So for this month, I'm on certain vitamins, and I have I haven't gotten this stuff yet, so it's going to start. Friday but um, I have 
the typical morning smoothie that I've been doing for months and then a nighttime smoothie too and taking certain herbs and then the week leading up to it is very intense where I'm supposed to eat only very specific foods it's like basically the things that are most gentle on your body so because you're preparing your system and the reason you do this in the fall you're supposed to do it when the season's changing from hot to cold Mm -hmm. uh, because when it gets cold our bodies um go inward they hold on so you want to purge right before it gets cold and your body starts like kind of like sucking things in because it's like oh it's cold like we need to hold on to what we have um so that's like sort of why you do it then it's 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 very specific that it's a fall thing um but then so the week leading up to it i have to drink this like ghee thing that i think is like a a yeast or something i don't really know i i'll tell you more about it as i'm doing it in the in a few weeks uh but i have to drink this specific stuff um only eat certain things for one week leading up to it and then I go into the clinic two days in a row for each day is a one hour full body massage and they they start they're like rubbing um because you're you ate all this stuff and drank all this stuff to bring uh things into the surface so I'm gonna go in I'm gonna be sweating stuff out and they're gonna be like rubbing down my whole body to move stuff like out of my lymph system and out of whatever they do this shirodara thing where they drip this warm oil on your third eye and it goes down. Um, and then the second, after the second day of the full body massage, then I go home and I drink this thing. And he, and he said, you will go to the bathroom 10 to 15 times. What? Mm-hmm. So that day he was like, you cannot work this day. You cannot do anything. But I'm also not supposed to nap. <laughs> I'm like, mm, what am I going to do? I'm just going to be shitting all day. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's going to feel amazing. Wow. And then you, after that intense day, you have a few days where you need to eat in a certain way to like let your body adjust again. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. All right. I'm here. I'm here to support and witness. Mm-hmm. Going to be shitting. I can't wait to tell you all about it. We know you love to. I love pooping. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's dive into <laughs> <laughs> transition (laughs) let's dive into how do we use our oracle decks so i wrote some a couple notes just to sort of you know when you do stuff all the time and it's like so automatic and you're like how do i do that so i did write a few notes so let's talk about how we like to do a reading do you want to sort of talk about how you like to set up and yes. get in the energy first. Well, just briefly, if you're not watching, or if you are watching, I am using the Quantum Goddess Holographic deck that we created, and Sadie is using the Intuitive Magic Oracle deck. Wow. Wow. Available at goddesshangs.com. So I usually like to get kind of quiet, go somewhere where I won't be disturbed, and I like to ideally light a candle, some sort of like energetic offering in a way, because if I'm calling spirit closer to me, to, to almost to provide some energy and in return, mm-hmm. I'll light some type of candle. And then I like to spray something. I have like this really nice rose water spray. Um, I also have this roll on that's really really um just relaxing just stuff to get me in the right mug oh yeah 
um, just to get me in the right headspace. And then I would begin cleansing myself and the deck. And so um, you can use an incense stick, you can mm. use blue sage, you can burn cinnamon. Um, there are some things that are just greenlit that you can burn. There are some things that are more sacred that you shouldn't burn, but what would you recommend for burning and cleansing? Oh, um, I personally, um, I like eucalyptus incense. I have blue sage, I have black sage, I have um, I like using dragon's blood incense because my deity specifically likes that incense. Um, but eucalyptus is a great one because it cleanses and protects. So that's a great mm. one to have. Because, mm-hmm. um, of course, when you're doing a reading and you're like reaching out energetically, it's nice to feel protected, too. And so if you notice, look, we're already just instinctively moving cards around. I sort of think that as we prepare to pull a card, um, once we've cleansed and sort of um, and I know Sadie, at this point, maybe we would we would speak out our intentions either out loud or in our head of what we're trying to um, call in or do with this reading. I tend to feel like as I shuffle, I'm putting my energy into the cards and it just happens naturally. I've never actually thought about why I do this, but my hands just want to start moving them and sort of getting them revved up a little bit. And then I might say something like, uh, God, angels, universe, energies of the highest good, please um, bring forward the divine messages for myself, for the person I'm reading for. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, please, you know, offer protection during this time. What would you say? Um, or think or feel or do? Yeah, so, yeah, I like to start by cleansing. I go like this with my incense, like, around me, mm-hmm. around my desk, around the deck. Um, then I also like to light a candle and that's my symbolism of like I'm open and then I extinguish it when I'm done and that's my symbolism of like I'm closed off again so like sort of like some people might like to like cast a circle um the candle is that what that is for me to say like this as I light this candle I open up my energies I'm open to communicating um with any energy that has any high vibrational energy that has unconditional love for me and or if I'm reading for someone else and I'll like say their name um, and has empowering messages and also like to be clear that like I only want to receive something that is for their highest good to know that they have control over because like there's no use in seeing bad news ahead of time if there's not something you can do to yeah, <laughs> change exactly. it right so I like to be specific about that um, but yeah I just just sort of state that like I I'm open to connecting I call on my guides on my uh, deity I work with um, and then I just sort of like to say like if there's any energies that would like to connect with me that have unconditional love in my highest good of mind I welcome them to even if it's something that I typically haven't connected with before I also like in addition to lighting a candle because that's you know, energy in the form of like a visual kind of. Um, I like playing some type of music, some type mm-hmm. of like frequency, um, something like that. And I just usually find those on YouTube. I yeah, I think we both like to type in like third eye opener mm-hmm. when we do readings. I like that one. Sometimes I feel called towards a different one. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's ones that are like um, heart opener or there's one that I really like called hug from an angel. Mm. I like that one a lot. So you know, 
we set the mood, we prepare ourselves, we cleanse, and then let's talk about like when we're ready to begin. Yeah, so um, some people like to use like card spreads. So if you maybe have been reading cards for a little bit, you know what I mean. But if you don't know what I mean, like you might find it in a book or like online people post spreads all the time and basically that what that means is like someone might post like oh here's like um a halloween card spread and they'll show like how many cards you're gonna pull and like sort of the the message from each card so it might say like for instance you could do a three card spread that would be like past present future what are the energies i need to know from the past the the present Mm -hmm. and tune into for the future typically like i just sort of pull however many cards that i feel called to that's why my readings are the way they are because i'm like i don't like doing set spreads i like to just like see what i want to pull um and same goes for me um if i'm doing it for myself so it's up to you i would say like if you're just starting out Uh, reading cards for yourself spreads can be really helpful because they give you a little bit of direction Mm -hmm. so you can literally look up like tarot card spread oracle card spread on like pinterest or even google um and that'll be easy to find yeah i've always sort of i think i used to do past present future but what i find Mm -hmm. the most uh helpful and the thing i like the most and you'll see us doing this on our live readings every tuesday at 3 p.m pacific on instagram mm-hmm. set your alarm coming out um is i feel like i shuffle until i intuitively feel like i need to stop or if a card flies out mm-hmm. and if it's one card i'll be like is there another and i'll just feel yes or no two yeah. is there another feel yes or no yeah, I I just sort of like will like shuffle intuitively and sometimes like I'll just feel like, oh, the card's in my hand or I'll feel when it's time to stop shuffling mm-hmm. and pick the top one or sometimes I'm like, oh, it's the bottom one. After a while working with your cards and I think part of it is just spending more time with the particular deck. Your energy gets in it. You feel really in tune with it. Um, but, you know, we're both very at, at the place where like we feel like when it's like, oh, that's the card or it flies out. But if you're not there for feeling it yet, this is what I used to do. And you can choose your own sort of like quote rule is when I first started out with my tarot deck and my first Oracle deck, um, it was like my rule that I would shuffle three times, um, which I did the like kind of like typical. Now I don't shuffle like this anymore, but the like taking the deck in half and like um, you'll be able to hear it like that that kind of shuffle can't do it with this deck because I don't do it it's not flexible um and I would do that three times and then I would pick the top cards so that was sort of I would say to like spirit like I'm going to shuffle this deck three times and I would like the message I need to be on top so because I didn't feel confident in just feeling when I was supposed to stop shuffling yet so you can make you can make your own rule it could be three times it could be one time it could be five times um you could say, you know, I want to shuffle until a card flies out and I want that card to be mine. So you can you can sort of decide for yourself if you're if you're like, what is it supposed to feel like? How do I know? How do I learn how to feel it? It really happens over time. And the more you spend with your cards and the more you shuffle them and the more you just practice tuning into your intuition, you will know. And it's hard to describe what it feels like. It's just a knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if you're not there yet, then I would suggest it's nice to just say like, OK, I'm going to shuffle this three times. And, you know, maybe it's like in the card on the top and the card on the bottom is the card I'm picking for my message. Um, you can just decide ahead of time and and that'll feel good to start. 
I think the biggest thing that we would love for you to take away from this little tutorial is that there is really no right or wrong mm-hmm. way to do it. It's whatever feels right for you. And we, and we feel that way about any type of like, you know, witchcraft or whatever. Like it's whatever feels right for you. And so I've done readings sometimes where like I'll spread them out all over the floor and I'll like pick a couple or mm-hmm. I'll like one time, you know, a month or two ago, I like rolled around on the cards and was like, eh, that's one. And so there's all sorts of ways. Um, but uh, yeah and then we shuffle a little differently too yeah oh i forgot to say one thing i like to do is knock on my cards Mm. um one you could think of it this two ways for me it's for clearing the cards in between readings because when we're on live you might notice i do that it's like okay time for the next one and i knock the energy out um but you could also if you're reading for yourself sort of feel it as like i'm knocking my energy into it Mm. um but to me that like at, like when we're doing a bunch in a row, I'm like, okay, next one. It sort of like signals to to my body and to my cards that like, all right, new energy now. Sometimes I'll do, um, especially when we do a lot back to back, like if the next person's name is Megan, I'll like trace an M on the top. I'll trace an M on the bottom and then like hit it together. Mm. <laughs> I just made that up, but yeah, I like doing it's that. It's like what you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hold them sideways and I shuffle. Oops. I hold mine up and down and I do mine like this (laughs) and I I've also done yeah like I showed before how like a poker player cards yeah I I, this deck isn't flexible I can usually do the fancy bridge thing but I like doing that for my tarot cards actually the oracle I always shuffle like this and that's just me and my feeling oh look at that I made my deck all upside down oh no face in different directions that's okay um, yeah, so, okay, so we're shuffling, we're ready to pick a card, we pick our cards, we decided we're going to pick three cards, whatever, now what? So this is what I want to say is really important, is when you first draw your cards, if this is a new deck for you, if you're new to tarot, if you're new to oracle, or it's just like a new oracle deck um, that you're working with, because they're all very unique, um try to like not go directly to the guidebook immediately to see what the message is try to sit with that card and really look at it and see the symbolism and see what it means to to you i was like to me um our cards are really great because um with the intuitive magic so there's symbolism for you to intuitively tune into and then there's your big word and then we also have like a one or two sentence um, like affirmation or message on there. So this is really a, a deck created for the beginner uh, because it's so easy to tune into. There is no guidebook. Um, but if you're working with something that has less information on the cards and it does have a guidebook, whether it's tarot or a different oracle, I would really, really recommend just sitting with the symbolism, taking a look. What are the colors? What are, what are you know, is there animals? Is there a moon? Is there, you know, water? what's the feeling the energy of the card i when i was learning tarot this is what i did and i would just write notes of what i felt and then i would look it up and see how it compared to like a couple different like websites like i had a book and a website that i would like look at because those were also different and sort of just like okay this is what i felt this is what is similar to what these said this is what's different and it really helps you learn to trust your intuition and tune into your intuition and connect um 
but also especially with tarot like your all tarot decks you know are um like the same like the art might be different but they have the same like a like a set of playing cards they have the same cards in it um that mean like the same things more or less and um you're not meant to memorize every single card and i think it's actually a disservice to you and if you're going to read for someone else um to to just simply be able to like memorize the cards and like regurgitate like the same message every single time um it's actually more about learning symbolism and color and learning to trust your own interpretations your own intuition um that's what's really powerful so when it comes to tarot i would definitely recommend starting out with a more traditional deck um you know like the writer weight or the writer smith weight um or anything that is going to just have like really close artwork to the originals because it is like easiest to learn what the symbolism is and all those things if you get a more abstract deck it's just going to be a little bit more it might be it could be more challenging to learn um but this is how you become a strong reader is by like challenging yourself and sort of letting it be Mm -hmm. a game um because the same card isn't going to mean the same thing in every reading, right? It's going to depend on what other cards are in the reading, the energy you feel with the person, the questions that they might be asking or the questions you're asking if you're reading for yourself. So it's it's really like to your own benefit and it's a lot easier to not memorize the like what 52 cards in the yeah. in a tarot deck um, and learn to really like if you're going to memorize things, memorize what symbolism is. If there's water, you know, that's going to be creativity and and intuition, things like that. Um, so that's my little spiel about when you, when you pick your cards. I also want to say that because my uh, great grandma used to do card readings, but she would use just a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's ways you can use a deck of cards that you already have in your house. You can create your own deck. We created our own decks. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't necessarily need to go to the store and invest in the top of the line deck. You can start with something you have. And it's really just about getting into the practice of trusting yourself Mm -hmm. and trusting your intuition. Um, So as you pull cards either in a spread formation or intuitively or both however you want to do it you know see what feels good for you i want to mention a couple like ethics of when we give a reading Mm -hmm. so i before i um fully stepped into this piece of myself i was obsessed with other people who had gifts and so i went and i received many many readings and a good number of them actually left me feeling very rattled and I would um, obsess over them for a long time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the things that the people said, it just either wasn't helpful to hear, didn't come true, or just it just wasn't it wasn't ethical. Right. So when we're giving readings, sometimes something a little heavier may come through. I would say just always wrap everything up like from a perspective of this is a potential challenge however or i don't know how to phrase this well it's it's like if for instance like some people can be scared of tarot cards because there's like i'm gonna put in quotes but like negative cards Mm -hmm. in there oracle cards a little bit more like they're pretty happy sweet and chill um but in tarot you know you're gonna have cards that have to do with like betrayal (laughs) deceit different things and so it's important to be able to relay the message in a way of like 
this message is coming through so that you can claim your power in this situation and it's for your highest good to be aware and Mm -hmm. to you know like take control and um find like the lesson and find the healing and you know make a shift on your journey or accept this or validate that you're going through this and you're strong and you're going to keep going it's like it's all about finding the empowering perspective yes so it's it's yeah it is it's a big um yeah i mean we also have had readings where it's just like why would you say that to me mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like so i always want to mention that because i've just had some funky run-ins with some some psychics and it's it sticks with you mm-hmm. you know so even if you feel something just remind people like i always remind people that whatever i say to you your own intuition is like wins above all else mm-hmm. you have the power to create your own destiny like you have free will like nobody's business and like this is what i'm seeing this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm picking up on and let's you know wrap it around in this perspective where we leave our customers, our clients, our friends, whoever we're reading, just feeling really empowered mm-hmm. because I just don't know what the point of a, of a reading would be if it's just going to bum somebody out. Right. What's you're, the point? If you're reading for someone else or if you're reading for yourself, mm-hmm. the point is to receive a message to gain clarity and to empower yourself in this situation to get clear on like where do I have potential to take action where am I being nudged to pay attention to right so it's like if if I don't know some sort of like betrayal card comes up and this person is in a relationship reading and it's like they maybe they got this relationship reading because their intuition is telling them that something's off and something's wrong and they want some sort of validation so being able to wrap that up in a way and I would never ever say oh this card means like somebody's betraying you or cheating on you I would in that situation or if I was pulling for myself which one what was happening to me I was pulling a lot of those cards um but I would I would you know I would say I would word it as like, if your intuition is telling you something is off, Mm. this is the card to say, you need to trust yourself, you need to speak up, and you need to figure out what's going on. I would never say like, this means this. I know, very different, very different vibes from those two phrases. Because also that card could be coming up because maybe you're in a relationship that's really healthy. And things are going well but because of past things happening you have anxiety about these things so perhaps it would depend on all the other cards right it could be a reading where it's saying like you're feeling like this is what's happening but in reality to me it's it's i feel that like you need to trust the situation you need to heal this part of yourself so you can enjoy the place you're in there's so Mm -hmm. many you know so that's where it's like yeah it's important to be aware of because People really take what you say and they and they and they, it's meaningful. So if you're reading for somebody else, be very, very aware of how much power your words do have. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we do tons of readings. I was trying to think today and I was like, um, gosh, you know, I've probably done over two hundred readings, maybe three oh, hundred. At least. And we've had I've had someone reach out to me a year later and be like, you know, you said this thing to me and it changed mm-hmm. my life and like I'm like, gosh, I don't remember saying that, but thank God, like we had re- an amazing yeah. mentor who really taught us about this. Yeah, and the um, I think 
it's very obvious to me when I go to somebody and get a reading who does not like walk the walk of doing the spiritual like work because mm. of the way they speak and tell me something mm -hmm. um so to also get your readings from someone who you feel is really like doing their own inner work and is like really like the things that they say they read about like you see them showing up in that that area of their life like if you're going to go to a psychic or a tarot reader for relationship stuff like listen to your intuition if you're like yeah I feel like they're a hot mess in that area of life and I don't want them reading you for there like I've, I've just felt like when I've left a read and been like they have some shadow work to yeah, do like, like they projected on me. me they projected on me yeah so that's something really important too to be able to um like if you're doing readings for yourself and you feel like the same like message is coming up over and over and over again and you're like, I don't like this message. I don't want this message. It's like, well, take a look in the mirror. What do you need to heal? What do you need to work on? What do you need to dig <gasps> into? I just pulled what triggers you examine how this may be a reflection of yourself. <laughs> there we go. The cards are part of the conversation. But cards are so fun and it's such a magical tool Absolutely. to get to know your intuition, right? Like you want to get to a place where you see and hear and feel and know your intuition without the cards, but it's a fantastic tool to practice. Mm -hmm. um, and something I'm, I, I, this is something that I, I have taught in Activate Your Magic in the past, and we will be teaching in this round in week uh, three. We do a whole week on intuition, which is the difference between like doing intuition and being, being intuitive. intuitive. Right. So cards would be an example of doing intuition. However, they are a good practice tool to help you be intuitive. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be only depending on cards or a pendulum. And like that's your only access to intuition. It's, it's you're you're in tune with your intuition constantly. It's not something you have to open and close and tap into and tap out of. Like your intuition is present with you and cards are just such a fun way to to get to know and and practice and and challenge yourself and it's fun to you know read with friends or for friends and it's really like it's it's yeah it's just a fun tool a fun modality and obviously we love it because we've created two whole decks i know and they're the most beautiful decks <laughs> in the world they are we would love to ship them to you sadie packages them so beautifully so beautifully a halloween trick-or-treat order a, a deck, deck. or two <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then Should when the reading's them? over, you oh. know, we turn off the music, we blow out the candle, mm -hmm. and we say thank you so much, and we envision, you know, like our third eye maybe closing a little bit, just more of a, like, I'm done receiving messages for the moment. What'd you pull? I pulled the otter of laughter, oops, and community. Aww. We have so much fun in our community. Genuine laughter heals and lifts our spirits. Prioritize humor and laugh abundantly. And community, be open to receiving support. Create your visions with others. Work collaboratively. I love the community Whoop. and laughter card, not only for our amazing community of listeners, but also shout out to our, our amazing Patreon community <gasps> that at this time is now at 101 members. Yay! 101 Dalmatians! <laughs> and to the amazing journey we're about to go on with our little mini community of Activate Your Magic Babes. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful... It's really about being open 
being open to receive support, which is not an easy thing for everyone. I know no. it's not for me. And to choose to say, I'm ready for mentorship. I'm ready to be a part of this group. Mm-hmm. Big shout out because we're so proud of you and so grateful we get to be on this journey with you. Yay. And um, we're going to be having in our Patreon a party this month, mm-hmm. a 100 besties party. Yes. So if you want to come to the invited. party, That's make it. sure you sign up this week so you don't miss it. And crazy. It, it's going to be a 100 members slash one year Patreon anniversary party because October <gasps> oh. is when we first started it last year. Um, so that'll be for all patreon members and then for our coven tier we will be hosting our second annual halloween party where we dress up in costumes we have a little dance party we do a cool spooky spell Mm -hmm. it's really fun it's gonna be so fun so if you're if you're thinking about it this month is an especially fun time to join Mm -hmm. there's lots going on lots of juicy fun and we can't wait to hang out with our patreon community all month long you know we really love you we are so grateful for you we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and make sure you come back next week because the costume party has only just begun it's only just begun (laughs) what will we dress up next week drop your guesses below if you're on youtube (laughs) comment maybe you'll give us some ideas just kidding i know what i'm being no mine are (laughs) pre-purchased Anyways, we have lots of fun in the show notes, links to the decks, our Patreon, the retreat. The retreat. Come come party with us, come do magic with us, come hang out with us, come be besties with us in person. Yes, so it's fun. not too good to be true. It's it's so it's good real. that you deserve it. It's here. It's the season of the witch. Let's hang out. Yay. Um, and we're just oh my gosh, we're just so grateful we're at 95 episodes so crazy you know december will be two years of podcast i mean just i'm just feeling very grateful right now i know me too i'm grateful that it's halloween i'm grateful for all of you let us know what you think of the app <laughs> follow us on social media at goddess hangs at bizwitch.inc that's tiktok and instagram mm-hmm. you can follow me on instagram at i am sadie olson i'm at juliet.piper Check out goddesshangs.com and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs>